thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen, if, if, if we're not careful, we in the church can, can become a little confused about what our calling is. We, 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 can, we can somehow maybe just think that, that we are here to, um, to just gather together and, 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 and sing a few songs every week, and there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, this is, this is really good. But, but I want you to know that there is a greater calling on us as the body of Christ. In fact, we're, we're, we're not here to, to just have church. God has called us to advance his kingdom. Are you with me there? And, and so I want you to know that this is good. In fact, I was with a, a group of, of, of pastors this week and, and, and we were just encouraging one another and praying together um, for a move of God throughout our city. And, and, and we were talking about some needs and, and, and one of the pastors was bringing up the idea about how, how just it seems like after COVID, people have been slow to, to return to in-person gatherings and, and how COVID had kind of maybe um, um, caused us to become a little bit more accustomed to just watching remotely. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I know right now we've got a slew of folks that are watching us remotely and we are honored that you would dial in. Can we just welcome our online audience right now? Come on. Thank you guys for being with us. But, but make no mistake about it, as grateful and thankful as we are for technology, there's something special about being in the house, right? But I almost sense this kind of frustration that people weren't returning and, and whatever. And, and, and I get that. I mean, I love seeing your faces. I, I love shaking your hands. I love being able to pray with you and over you. I, I, I love reading the word together. And man, I even love, yes, I do. I love hearing you guys sing your guts out. I do. There's just something special uh, about being in. And, and you know what? <clears throat> Not only me, but, but you are an encouragement to other people as well. Other people love to see you. And, and those times of, of you leading kids ministry are a big deal. You praying over individuals. In fact, we'll have a time like that even today at the end of our service where our team will be up here to pray with you and encourage you and, and, and just come alongside of you in your time of need. There's something special about proximity. There's something special about being together. And so I just was listening and, 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 and you know me, I'm always going to maybe try to look at a situation from maybe another angle. And, and, and although I do love being with you guys and shaking your hands and hugging as Pastor Allen encouraged us to do today, listen, I am also thankful for technology that has allowed us to get the good news of Jesus Christ literally to the ends of the earth. I mean, think about it. There are people watching us today in India and in Indonesia. There are some watching in Bergheim and Bulverde also, right? But, but there are people that are watching us literally all around the globe. And so technology is not such a bad thing. It's actually accelerated our capacity to preach the good news and make sure that everybody has an opportunity to hear about Jesus. Are you with me so far? I love that. I love that. So it's not all bad. I mean, it's, it's, I miss faces, miss hugs, but, but it's not all bad because people are getting to hear the good news of Jesus Christ, right? We're preaching the gospel and the good news. You know, there's a, there's a lot said in these days about the Lord's return. And so there's, we, we cannot just sit around and on the good news and just, just wait until he comes back. There are people that need to hear his story. 
And I know that it's real popular these days to, to kind of study end times. And, and, and by the way, somebody asked me, do you think the Lord's going to return soon? And absolutely I do. I believe, in fact, we're one day closer than we were yesterday to the return of the Lord, right? But ever since he ascended into heaven before the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight, listen, it's always, we've always been closer, but I do believe that there are a lot of things percolating in our society today that would be indicators Earthquakes, famines, war, right? False prophets and teachers rising up. Men being the pursuers of pleasure and selfish desires and things like that. We see that in our culture today, right? And all of those things are indicators as to the return of Jesus. But the reality is we just don't know. I just know this. Instead of sitting around and just studying about it, listen, I want us to be a church that goes out and speaks about it. Are you with me there? And so we are called to fulfill something called the Great Commission. We are called to go and be witnesses. We are called to go to the ends of the earth and tell the story of Jesus Christ. We're called to make disciples and baptize them in the name of Jesus. But church, listen, this is no time for us just to be content to sit and soak. We need to go and tell. We need to go and tell. I was driven to a passage this week in 2 Peter chapter 2 that I'd like to share with you today. I want to read it first from the, the New Living Translation. In 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, verse, verse 9, we, 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 we read words that are written to the church to encourage them because they are facing tremendous persecution. This is probably the last letter that Peter wrote, and he's trying to encourage the church because false teachers are, are rising up and, and he's trying to encourage them to remain steadfast and strong and, and not to be sucked in. And in its midst of persecution, just like it is even in our day and time, it's easy for us sometimes when we're facing adversity to just wish, Hey God, would you just come back and take us home right now? You ever wish that you ever thought that? Or I just wish, or, Hey, I don't want to think about the world that my grandkids are going to grow up in because I look at it and it's just spiraling downward and downward and downward. And you know what once was the Andy Griffith society now is just, man, it just looks like it's just awful. Right. And we, when, when's the Lord going to come back, right? He is going to come back. I want you to know that I do believe that when and how I, not how, but when I don't know how or when, I don't know when, you know what I'm saying? He's going to come back. I'm not going to pull out a billboard and put a date on it. That's what I'm going to say. But I love these words in second Peter chapter three, verse nine, Peter reminds us of this in the midst of persecution and difficulties and our desire and our longing and our wanting of the Lord to come back right now. Listen to what he says. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. Hey God, would you just show up now? Would you just come? Would you just deliver us? Or maybe there's a specific prayer need or situation you've been praying towards. Hey, God, I just need you. Come on, where are you at, big guy? Come on, would you just do what you do? And it can cause us to doubt whether God really is listening, whether or not God really cares. Peter's reminding the Christians, say, listen, the Lord isn't being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but he wants everyone to repent. You see, that verse to me is an indication that maybe heaven is waiting on us. I, I love the way it reads from the message translation. I think we have that. I love the way it reads here. God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness, but he's restraining himself on account of you. He's holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. 
He's given everyone space and time to change. Hey, how many of you were alive and remember something called Y2K? Y'all remember how all eat up we were with the rolling over from 1999 to the year 2000? You remember how some of you guys stockpiled granola and cans of soup and, and ammunition because you thought that it was all going to end and the zombies were going to come or something was going to happen? We, we were fearful for those of you that weren't born yet. And that's crazy to me that we have some listening that don't know. What are you? T- we thought that the computers were not going to be able to handle rolling over from 99 to 2000 and that the world would end I was a youth pastor back in that time, and I had what is the worst idea a youth pastor could ever have. I had a youth lock-in where we were gathered at the church because if the Lord was going to come back and we were all going to be raptured, we wanted to be in the house of God, right? And so we were gathered together singing Kumbaya or Pass It On or whatever we sang back in the day, and, 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 and we were in the worship center because you needed to be in the worship center, the Holy of Holies. You couldn't be in the youth wing. You needed to be in the, and we were there. And, and I'll never forget, everybody just closed their eyes and let's just hope and pray. And we prayed and we were singing. I kind of felt like one of those cult groups that we see on TV these days, just gathered together. And then I'll never forget, we finished and the clock struck midnight and I looked around and we were still there. I don't know if the rapture had happened, we'd just been left behind or what, but... But somehow we all survived 2000. Amen. We all thought the world was going to end though. Some of y'all laughing. I'm talking to you and I just made you mad because you bought into that. Right. But aren't you glad it didn't end? I mean, it's been 22 years now. And, and, and I'm so glad that the Lord decided not to return back when we thought computers were going to crash the globe, that God had a bigger plan and he had work that he still wanted us to accomplish. In fact, I love this reminder in second Peter chapter, what was it? Three that, that, that he's, he's waiting on us because God's desire and his plan is that no one should perish. You need to know that God's desire has always been that you have life and have it more abundantly. You need to know that God's desire has never been hell for people. Hell was created for the devil, not for people. Heaven was created for you. A life abundant here on earth was created for you. That's been God's plan all along. And so I just think that instead of us praying for and wishing that God would return and take us home right now, although that sounds great, I just believe that there must be someone else that still needs to repent of their sins and say yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior. In fact, can I do something real quick? Hey, turn the lights up for me real quick. How many of you made a decision for Jesus Christ after the year 2000? I want you to stand up right now. I want you to stand up. You, you did not know Christ until after. Look at this. So check. Yeah, you can clap. That's good. Stay standing. Check this out. If Al Gore would have been correct, because he created the intranets, you know that, right? You guys would not have been in heaven with us had the Lord returned. See, aren't you thankful? You can sit down now. Thank you, guys. Or you can stand the whole service if you want to. But, but aren't you glad that the Lord is patient and that he's not finished and that there is still work for us to be done? Church, listen, heaven is waiting on us. Instead of us walking around and saying, oh, I just wish, come on, God, when you, I think that he's just saying, listen, I still want to work through you to tell my story. 
there's still someone else that needs to know about my son, Jesus. Are you with me today, church? I'm reminded that God doesn't work on our timetable, does he? (laughs) I've wanted him to come, but he's not come back yet. And so I was sharing with someone this morning that, hey, we're here today and there still must be work for us to do in the kingdom, right? Work, 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 work. There's work for us to do. Right? We sing an old hymn, we'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work, we'll work till Jesus. We used to sing that. And that was an indication that, Lord, until the, the trumpet sounds and you call us home, we have a mission here on earth. And check this out, church. Every believer, even those of you that have said yes to him since the year 2000, that falls on you and me to go and to tell his story. That's what I love about 1910 Church. We're a church that is about finding and restoring. I met someone last night at the Bevy Hotel at Kelt. You were with me and and I'm meeting these people and they're like, 1910, was that the year you started? I said, I mean, I know I'm balding and overweight, but that's really rude, ma'am. But no, but I was able to share with them, right? That's about finding and restoring. You see, we take serious this call of heaven about finding people that are far from him and bringing them, restoring them to a relationship that they were created for. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I want you to know there is more for you. There is more for you. The band just sang about it. There is more for you. His way is better. Say yes to him and let him become Lord and savior of your life. But I just think that we have some work to finish. There's work for us to do. That's why we are still here. But I'm I'm afraid that we in the church today have kind of taken on uh, a similar mentality that was present. We read about in 1 Samuel chapter 17. In 1 Samuel 17, we read about the first charcuterie board in history. David's dad sends him to the battlefront with some cheese curds and some fruits and vegetables and things to go check on his brothers. But take this and just feed the troops. David shows up and he sees the the Israelite army on one side and across the valley, the mighty enemy, the Philistine army gathered on the other side. And David shows up and he notices this trash talking behemoth of a man by the name of Goliath coming out from the Philistine camp and beginning to trash talk and taunt and ridicule the God of Israel. Scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that Goliath did this two times a day, morning and afternoon, for 40 days this had been happening. David shows up with the charcuterie board and says, hey, are you, what is this? And is anybody going to do anything about this? I know that I'm just a, you know, a, a delivery, I'm an Uber driver right now, or not Uber, uh, DoorDash, DoorDash, that'd be good. What, fill in, you know what I mean? Who's going to take care of this? This man is making fun of our God. No one wanted to do anything about it. They were scared. David says, I got this. Some smooth stones, one shot to the head, boom, lop it off, cut it off, carry it through town. Talk about Halloween, scary stuff in the Bible. The Bible's cool. You ought to read it. I know that we shouldn't do that these days because that's illegal and gross. But, but David does something about it. His God's being mocked and ridiculed and no one stepped up. You've heard me say this time and time again, when it comes to this thing called the gospel and living for Jesus and telling his story, the question is, are you doing anything about it? 
Are you? And you've heard me say this. If you ain't helping, you ain't helping. Are you helping? Are you doing anything with this hope that is within you? Are you telling his story? Are you willing to go across the street or across the ocean to tell the story? I think heaven's waiting on us. Hey, today I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. At Kelt, would you come join me on the platform today? At Kelt, Simon is here with us today. At Kelt is from Ethiopia. Uh, we had a great moment last night of, of sharing meal together. And, and at the end of the meal, I, uh, he said, hey, let's get a photograph. So I asked the waitress, would you take a picture of me and my brother? Don't we look alike? It's just... Awesome. We had a great time. At Kelt is a part of a group that we as a church have, have partnered with now for the last seven years called Children's Hope Chest. Did you notice anything different in the atrium today when you walked in? Looks a little bit different, right? But at Kelt is a part of a group that seven years ago we partnered with, uh, a, a, an organization that, that, that goes to various places around the globe and gives us an opportunity to develop relationship partnerships with some of these areas in which the gospel is needed, where, where just basic human resources and needs can be met, where sponsoring of children can take place. But we said yes, seven years ago to a little community up in the mountains of Guatemala called Tecpan. Now, at Kelt, I have to be honest with you. I chose Tecpan because it was a higher elevation than Guatemala City and some of the other areas. And, and I'm overweight and I don't like to sweat a lot. And so I needed cooler climate. <laughs> they also have really great food in Tecpan. And so cooler weather, great food, perfect. I didn't, it didn't take me long to pray about it. Okay, I'm joking. Although those things are true, that they do have those things. But, but, but we went and we developed a relationship with a school called Colegio Israel there in TechPan. Hey, would you take just a moment, though, and share with us a little bit about Children's Hope Chest? Because we have a lot of new folks that are watching us in the room and online that don't know about our relationship because the COVID kind of slowed it down a little bit, right? So tell us about Hope Chest real quick. Okay. Uh, thank you, Pastor. Uh, yeah, first of all, I just want to say I am really uh, blessed to be here <laughs> worshiping with, with you guys in the house of the Lord and just definitely feel the warmth and the, the spirit. So it's just very encouraging yeah. to be here. So thank you. Love that. Um, and yeah, just to tell you a little bit about Children's Hope, just we are about uh, glorifying God, uh, uh, responding to something that's very close to his heart. You know, caring for the vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have so many communities around the world, as you know, uh, that are, you know, uh, broken and desperate, you know, mm. because of various, uh, you know, uh, issues in, in those places. But we go into these places with the, with the hope of Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, also just um, going there to help them with programs and projects that will empower them. Uh, and restore their dignity and their, and their hope. Because Amen. there is a lot of, uh, you know, uh, desperation and hopelessness. Uh, but Jesus is the answer. And so we go there uh, with that message and with that, with that hope. Uh, and so a little bit of our model, we have this um, survive, thrive, succeed model, where in the beginning when we go into communities, we focus on, uh, you know, the survival needs, the basic needs of the community. But we transition into... Uh, the tribe uh, phase, 
where we focus on um, helping the you know empowering and equipping the children and their families you know through vocational trainings uh, uh, economic empowerment and family development you know family empowerment uh, and then in the in the final stages uh, what we would like to see in the in the community is that they are uh, you know set up you know for success that they can continue the work in the development on their own uh, and so we do this uh, through relationship yes. you know relationship is the currency of the kingdom right pastor that's right that's right it is and so a long lasting mm -hmm. uh, relationship is what makes a difference uh, and uh, 1910 has been partnering with Kologir Israel for seven years now. Yeah, and we've taken yes. six trips since 2018. Since 2018 yeah. But COVID shut us down for a right. little while, but we've taken six groups down there. Exactly, exactly. So it's through uh, this uh, relationship between two communities, the Northern uh, American church like 1910, and then communities around the world. So Children's Hope Trust uh, now uh, serves countries in you know Africa, in Central America, and, and Russia, and so... That's, that's something that we are doing all around the world. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes. And then it's a holistic program as well. It is So holistic. we have sponsorship where, uh, you know, you have that individual connection with one child, with, uh, which will help the, the children's needs met yep. in, in a holistic way. You know, education, academic reinforcement, uh, and then you have discipleship. They get to hear about Jesus. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, their physical needs are, uh, needs are met with, you know, food and health care and, and things like that. And then the emotional side of things as well. Yeah. So that's a holistic program that yeah. we uh, deliver to the children. I love that. Akelt, you brought a video for us that they, they yes. made for us down there. The, the, what what oh. we would call the, the principal or the lead administrator. Leader, super, yes. uh, yeah. Rosita mm -hmm. made a little video for you to see what they call our care point. It's the school Kalehio Israel. Watch this real quick. When the sea is calm and all is right, when I feel your favor flood my life, even in the good I'll follow you. Hola hermanos de 1910 Church, me alegra saludarlos, mi nombre es Cándida Rosa Corado, me conocen como Señor Rosita. Eh, estamos aquí en Colegio Israel, yo tengo 34 años de trabajar en este colegio, eh, fue fundado en 1980 con el objetivo de ayudar a las personas que ya no podían estudiar una carrera para poder trabajar, eh, era gente de escasos recursos y hasta la fecha seguimos nosotros con el mismo objetivo de ayudar a las personas que no pueden pagarse sus estudios.
entonces el colegio se dedican a enseñar, pero principalmente a predicar la palabra. Estamos acá muy emocionados porque la amistad que hemos tenido con ustedes ha sido una muy buena amistad, nos unen unos lazos bien fuertes del amor de Dios en nuestro corazón, tanto de ustedes como el nuestro. I love that. And they are full of energy and life. Again, since 2018, we've taken six different groups. Some of those groups have been medical. We've taken student groups down there that have done like vacation Bible schools. Um, we've, even during COVID though, we did some incredible ministry by providing, even though we couldn't physically go, we provided those families with health kits and, um, some sanitary items and things of that such. But, um, Some of the projects yes. that we've been a part of at Kelt. Yes, definitely. Uh, above and beyond sponsorship, 1910 has come around, uh, you know, the, the school and the community and the families in so many different ways. Uh, you know, just we were talking about earlier about like uh, skills, right? Just, you know, is, is helping them and equipping the children, you know, to become uh, self-sustaining. And so... Uh, we had, 1910 has funded like an agriculture project. Agriculture, you know, yes. yeah. And then you have the carpentry project. And carpentry. You have seen, you know, the, 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 the workshop there. Yeah, we put that together. Yes, you awesome. did. Yeah, and then the bakery problem. Bakery. Uh, the bakery program that we have. And so that's the need in, in the community. Hey, do, so you remember, has, uh -huh. do you remember one of the bakery things that we ate last night for dinner? I introduced you to something. Empanada. Empanadas. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Very good. Hallelujah. <laughs> You liked it. I did. Yeah, I you did. liked it. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was one, yeah, so yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But you said bakery. I'm just. Yes, yeah, yeah. just, yeah. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> but there are these, these, you know, programs and projects that you have come around, you know, to make the school a better place. Yeah, and, you know, one of the projects actually, because of COVID, you know, COVID has been a global problem and affected, you know, many communities around the world. Uh, but especially schools, even here, right? Yeah. Uh, and for Kologi Australia, it was very difficult, uh, you know, because they had to do a remote learning and they yes. need to have a platform to reach to the students. Uh, and so 1910 Church has funded uh, for equipments, you know, equipments like, uh, you know, cameras and TVs and, you know, uh, laptop computers and all that, which made, you know, which set up the school yep. to be uh, a school that can do those things, you yeah. know, and so... This has been amazing for, yeah. for the school. Yes. Yeah, so I want you, yeah, I think we can celebrate that. So again, I want you guys to know that when you give through 1910 Church, it's making a difference. This is just one representation at Kalejo Israel through agriculture programs and woodworking and, and Bakery. you know, the yeah. technology and all that stuff. stuff. So exactly. it's so good. So thank you guys for being faithful. Now today um, uh, at Kelt our folks are going to have an opportunity to, to come alongside and sponsor mm -hmm. a boy or a girl. Yes. It's, it's $45 a month, yes. much yeah. like a lot of other organizations that do the same thing, but, but they receive a, a uniform. And by the way, your jacket looks amazing. <laughs> it looks good on me, right? Uh, so I visited in 2021, yeah. you know, and made Rosita and, you know, just amazing staff there. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, they, they gave me this, this, Jacket, so so that I could, if I want to go and brush up my high school math, you there know, you so go, yeah. The opportunity you go back to school. You go back to Absolutely. school, right? Uh, and so, yeah. So there are uh, around 115 students okay. that are, uh, you know, supported through 1910 sponsorship program, and then uh, we have 
about 40, 43, which, you know, some of them have been sponsored in the first service. Hallelujah, great. yeah. And we're yeah. going to do better than the second service. Yeah, we right? are. We're going to knock so, it out. Knock it out. <laughs> uh, but we have, you know, those kids that are out there or used to uh, are, are not sponsored. And we would like to use the word friendship instead of um, friendship. You know, sponsorship. You know, it's just friendship. Because it's a relationship that you got to have mm-hmm. with these children. That you'll be, you know, building that relationship. You know, you got to write to them. You will be able to go and travel and actually meet with them. That's yeah. one of the reasons why we've been going to Indonesia and Uganda and the Philippines for years. And so we wanted to give our church families mm-hmm. opportunities to go somewhere closer where they could take the whole family the cost wasn't as great. And so that's the great thing also about having a friend in TechPan is that you have the potential to go down and meet them. Uh, I've had a privilege of doing that and take gifts and they gave me gifts, but it's absolutely incredible. So it's not just a face on your Mm -hmm. refrigerator. It's actually someone that you can go and do live with. Now at Kelt, listen, um, this is special, not only for us to be a part of, but It's special to you as well Mm -hmm. because you were one of those faces on the wall. Yes. What's your story? Yes, I have a story to tell. Thank you, Pastor. And um, so I grew up in Ethiopia in a very impoverished community in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. And my family, uh, when when I was little, they were living in a, a town in the north. And so there was a civil war. And so, the you know, they were escaping that and moved to a big city in Addis Ababa. Uh, but they were just getting started there. You know, they didn't have a lot of community, but they got plugged in into a church uh, that became their family, that, their, their church, and, and uh, their community. And through our local church, a sponsorship program came, you know, and so I was enrolled, and I was one of those kids, uh, you know, with, a, with, with pictures, you know, on the, mm. on the table, uh, you know, to get help. And so through that sponsorship program, uh, for nine years, uh, I, I received amazing help uh, from third grade all the way until I finished uh, high school. Uh, and so I have received a lot of resources and support, but uh, you know, more than that, the encouragement that I have received. Uh, you know, there is a lot of things in, in our community that you know, tarnish your dignity you know, yeah. and, and, you know, uh, so that you don't see what God has for you. Uh, but these people, uh, staff uh, and volunteers at the church, like Rosita, you know, uh, amazing people that spoke truths, you know, uh, in, into my life and my friends you know, who were in, in the similar situation. And amazingly also, you know, the Lord's hand reached out from even across the world. In England, Amen. a family, uh, Derek and Gillian Turner, picked me uh, wow. to be their friend. You know, wow. so they sponsored me all those years and they wrote letters to me. They prayed for me. Uh, they encouraged me. I still have their letters and wow. I hold dear to, the, to, to those letters now. And so we built that relationship. I still keep in, in, in contact with them. I probably will tell them about this today. You know, I talked about you guys. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, but it's just, you know, through that relationship, you know, my life has been touched. Amen. Uh, and so it's such a, a privilege for me to be yeah. here yeah. and speak on behalf of uh, vulnerable children around the world. Yeah. And I'm sure that they didn't probably think of that when they picked my picture, you know. But, you know, in those de- decisions, when we come in obedience and do what, you know, the greater calling. When we do that, God will do amazing things. And Amen. that's my story. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so we're offering, we're offering hope. Exactly. You use that word, we're offering hope to these boys and girls. And you never know, you never know what their future is. 
we do know that God's got a plan in a future for every one of those faces on that wall Amen. out there, right? And we just don't know. It's, it's the Celts that, that we have an opportunity today to begin to breathe in hope and encouragement into their lives. Amen. And so church family, here's the deal. Today, you have an opportunity. Uh, for those of you that are watching online, if, if you can't get a child today physically, you know, you never know. There might be an opportunity for us to identify some others, but we have a privilege today of, 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 of partnering with and sponsoring and bringing hope to a boy and girl and their family in their time of need. So Atkel, thank you for continuing to let God use you in the kingdom. And uh, thanks for coming all the way from Colorado Springs. His wife, Lisa, he's not with her today. They have a, a little baby and they're fostering another little right. child. Yes, uh, yes. So you're away from your family. But thank you for coming and spending time with us here in the Hill Country. It's been and, a pleasure. Uh, you yes. are a blessing. So you're going to be, be out in the atrium and, yes. and with some of our team as well yes. and can yeah. answer questions. Exactly. But yeah, 1910, can we show some honor real quick to Adkel <laughs> Simon? Thank you so much thank for you. being here. Hallelujah. That's so good. So good. Hey, church, you can go ahead and be seated because I've got about three hours left with you. That, no, just kidding. I, I want to read a verse of scripture to you found in the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. No one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. We don't know when the Lord's going to return. Not, not even Jesus knows yet, but that's just a call for us to do everything we can right now to make sure that people have the opportunity to hear the story of Jesus Christ. I, I want to read you. This is just some bonus verses about the urgency in John chapter nine. It says in verse four, we must quickly carry out the basic or the task assigned to us by the one who has sent us. Because the night is coming, then no one can work. And in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. There's work for us to finish. And I have a question for us today before we leave. Is what are you willing to do to see that everyone has the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus. Is $45 a month worth it to help be a part of carrying the story of Jesus to the ends of the earth? Is going across the street and talking to a neighbor of yours or a colleague in a cubicle next to you or a classmate that sits in a desk next to you, are they worth it? to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me today? And the ministry team is going to be available. I told you they would be. And I just want to encourage you right now to obey whatever the spirit of God is prompting you to do. And maybe it's to go out there and, and to, to sponsor a child. Maybe it's you partnering with someone else and together you do that. I don't know, but, but can we be hope dealers? <laughs> Let's deal hope to people that need it. Whether that be a face on the wall from Guatemala, again, or a colleague you work with or a neighbor you live next to. May we continue to finish the work 
that heaven has entrusted to us. And so, Father, I'm praying today that we would respond out of obedience to the things you're calling us to do. Lord, maybe today it is to sponsor a child through Hope Chest. God, maybe it's having a conversation or telling your story, telling the difference you've made in our lives with someone that we know. Lord, whatever it is that you're prompting us to do, God, let us walk in obedience with that. God, I'm excited to see what you're going to continue to do through this house and in Tecpan, Guatemala. We pray for Rosita and her team today, for the children there. God, I'm praying that today would be a sweet day of peace and blessing and favor throughout that community. And God, as Rosita and her team continue to love on, on boys and girls and point them towards Jesus, I pray that you would provide for them in supernatural ways. I want to thank you for the faithfulness of this house, people giving through 1910 Church so that we in turn can partner with Colegio Israel. God, we look forward to the greater things you're going to do. God, use us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here. You are dismissed.